it's pokemon pod yep it's we're a pokemon podcast now uh pokemon sword pokemon shield and pokemon gun all got announced (laughs) (laughs) nintendo uh reggie's final wish was he said make another one of these suckers and they're like can we do any anything but fire water and grass and he said no fuck you fuck them i'm out and I want the, I want the, this time the lizard has depression. Anyway, see ya. <laughs> and I was like, bold move. And also now that's my favorite one and definitely the one I'm going to pick. Thanks, um, Reggie. Thank you, Reggie. Godspeed. Uh, Dakota, which starter are you picking? There's Groupie. no, I, it, hmm. immediately, no question about it. <laughs> no He's contest. Adorable. I was going to say there's little, no wrong answers, but you found the one. It's the correct answer. He has little <laughs> orange boots, which is really cute. Um, he has like a stick through his hair, I think, like Bam Bam from Flintstones. Mm. <laughs> so that's pretty cute. Yeah. Okay. And he's definitely going to turn into like a grass and I don't know, ground type. That'd be cool. He's very cute. He's uh, Travis, which one are you going? Which one are uh, you are you shooting for here? Definitely the bunny. Mm. It looks like mm. a cartoon Sport character. Bunny. Oh, is that its name? That's a terrible name. Well, <laughs> it is. Anyway. Was a pun for Scorch Bunny because he's a fire type, but people have already been guessing that his little tail that is the perfect shape of a soccer ball will turn to a soccer ball and he will use it like <laughs> he'll like be a fi- a soccer playing rabbit. I was hoping he would be like <laughs> so fire like, and electric because he's got some yellow going mm-hmm. on. As long cool. as he's not firefighting. Yeah, that would be. Well, redundant. they did that last uh-huh. time. There's been yeah, there's been three firefighting starters. <laughs> Uh, Meg, which one are you going to pick? Uh, I'm definitely going to pick Sobble because he looks yeah. like he's constantly going, you guys, stop, we're going to get in trouble. I love Sobble. I, I hope it's like popular where they star as a clown seal and they turn into a mermaid. Oh <laughs> it my doesn't God. make any sense. I, I forgot that you love Poplio Pop- so much. I'm the mean. Poplio is garbage. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to do this. I'll cry. <laughs> we're going to argue on the podcast about Poplio. I'm just kidding. I won't, I won't insult your precious baby further. He's my son. I literally only bought that game because I saw Poplio. I was like, I legitimately Whatever. i was like i'm gonna have to pick some other than poplio even though he's really cool because everyone's gonna pick him and i never pick the one everyone else picks <laughs> and everyone's like man did you see that fucking clown seal piece of shit why'd they even put that's that so, in there that's so brutal i googled pictures I of poplio because i had no idea what you guys were talking about and there's like <laughs> a lot of fan art of what his third evolution should have been and it's like super jacked seals with like a clown outfit on, I'm like, oh, that's Poplio. And then no, I realized Poplio it was, was a, a mermaid. mermaid. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I kind of get it now. Like, why did they do that? It's but cute, what though. if instead it were it was a little chicken nugget that had a uh-huh. bow tie Rally. that was made out of leaves and grew up to be a ghost? Uh, and he shoot. I don't he, know. Uh, <laughs> he like shoots a little bow and arrow. And then when he's a teenager, he has an emo swoop. 
Oh yeah. I probably I wouldn't that. even evolve Rowlet just because the He's base perfect. form is so good. <laughs> I didn't I <laughs> my mine evolved and then he got his little emo hair swoop and then I reloaded my game. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm just gonna keep him at his original form until I can skip straight to the third one. Yeah, chicken nugget forever. <laughs> I do that. I delay evolutions like all the time. The middle evolutions are almost always horrible. Yeah. Yeah, except for Finnegan, which I can't remember what her middle evolution's called, but she's a magical girl, and it's way better than the third one where she turns into a samurai. Yeah, the one where she pulls her wand out of her tail is the best one. She can also ride it like a broom. It's adorable. I like Wartortle a lot. He's pretty cool. He's kind of boring, though. He's just squirtle with ears. All the the medium-level evolutions are always kind of lame. Charmeleon is uh, cool. They do look he, very yeah. similar to like. There's not a whole lot of variation, yeah, between evolutions. So uh, I guess we should say because we're five minutes into the recording. Um, this oh, is my right. own worst <laughs> anime, an anime rewatch podcast where the four of us watch a different anime series. Uh, well, eventually, we've been watching the same one for a while, but uh, right now we're watching <laughs> Cowboy <laughs> Bebop. Oh wait, yeah. no, <laughs> good. <laughs> We're watching Cowboy Bebop. Uh, We're currently on... We are on episode 10 of our podcast. Shout out to us for making (gasps) it to the double digits. Congratulations, everybody. It's pretty good for for amateurs. There's not a lot of new podcasts that make it that long. It's true. true. Usually they get like three in and get discouraged because they have like six listeners but we've made all the way to like 30 average listeners so shout out to you And thank you all so much. All 30 (laughs) of you. It's only going to get better. So... Today we're talking about wild horses and a oh French gosh. one that I can pronounce. But Meg, uh, what what do you think it is? Piero Lefoy. <laughs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> uh, it looks like it's Pirat Lefoy, um, which is the correct pronunciation. Yeah, yeah there's one it, thing right? I know about French is that they, they hit the T's really hard. Oh, yeah. I think the T's, <laughs> it's all hard T's. No O noises at all. Cody, <laughs> let's take French together. Let's go, let's go like find a random high school and ask if we can sit in one of their French okay, classes. Okay, let's do it. Let's see if we can <laughs> oh pass for I am 14. <laughs> <laughs> Please ignore my beard and my bald head. <laughs> and my wife. <laughs> 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 I tr- I drank too much I drank too much Walmart brand milk and got all those cow hormones. They made me really big really fast. <laughs> Is this a good podcast? <laughs> Is this good anime material? <laughs> okay. Um, Very relevant. So yeah, I, I'm kind of on the docket for both of these recaps, but if anyone ever wants to step in or you know interrupt me or Give me their their take on it. Feel free. Oh, I'm very good at interrupting. You don't worry about that. Okay. Same. I'll just talk uh, over you. Yeah. And apologize fine. afterwards. <laughs> so first, we're doing uh, wild horses. Uh, what episode is this? They we're drag the me best away. one. It is the best one. <laughs> it's session nineteen. It's session nineteen out of twenty six. So we're getting pretty mm-hmm. close to the end of the series here. Oh, my heart. Uh, we opened on Shaw of Faye just kind of floating in her zipcraft in space, and at first I was like, "Oh, she's stranded," and then Jet reveals that they're actually fishing for pirates. Ooh, first there's like a rocket in the sky, which is like a really good little foreshadowing. Yeah. 
Um, There's also Spike in the desert. Oh, yeah, you're right. His ship's broken down. I apparently wasn't looking at my screen for the first time. <laughs> apparently episode. not. It was legitimately uh, like seven seconds of that, and then it switched to the, mm-hmm. the title screen. Yeah. Maybe I got a text or something. But, uh, so Jet's like, oh, we're, we're fishing for pirates, and she's Faye's complaining about being the bait, and uh, we get a little shot here of Ayn and Ed floating by, and Ed's just holding Ayn's do- like, doggy bowl, and he's like paddling after it. And she floats by and says, let's kill all these dirty scallywags for <laughs> some reason. I guess because the word pirates was said. And uh, and then Faye's just like complaining about having to be the bait for the pirate ship. And Ayn walks up to the little transponder and like pushes it with his little paw and hangs up on Faye. <laughs> <laughs> Jet says, thanks, little buddy, which is really <laughs> funny. <laughs> Um, and we cut back to Spike and he's sitting under his ship and he's shoved like 30 cigarettes into the, into the ground in the desert. Uh, and this, he's been waiting there for a very long time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just to show he's been waiting for a long time and the big truck pulls up and Spike's like, ah, it took you long enough do hand, but it's not do hand. It's a kid (laughs) who's like maybe what? 16. Yeah. And the worst uber driver ever <laughs> his name is miles and he's is it cool if he keeps the the socks game on it's in the four it's in the fourth inning is it cool if he just keeps it on you but he's gonna tell you about literally every single piece of information he knows about the blue socks okay i i sympathize with this kid he may like <laughs> be supposedly annoying but i'm a browns fan but when you really care about something that nobody else in the entire world cares about, you got to talk about it at least a little bit. I but. don't know anything about football, but I do know that it's like almost statistically impossible for them to be as bad as they are. Is that right? It is. Yeah. But the whole now we have Ma- Baker Mayfield and we have Freddie Kitchens. So anyway, Those just, sound like uh, real people. just keep your eye out. We, we will be in the Super Bowl. Well, now that John, listeners know that you're a Browns fan, we've well, gained guys, a new run. I'm we out. made 10 yeah. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, um, that that video that you were talking about, Meg, is by John Boyce, and it's on YouTube. And it's yeah, it's okay, basically about how it's statistically almost literally impossible for the Browns to be as horrible at football as they are. <laughs> like they. <laughs> they defy all logic and mathematical odds. Oh my god! Oh, actually, actually, I'm so glad I wrote this down. Um, Miles is actually talking to Spike about this baseball team. Like, uh, <laughs> there's which which version of Spider Man is it where he walks that uh, woman home, but he tells her about Cowboy Bebop the entire oh, yeah. way. I, I know what you're talking about. I, sent I that can't too. remember. Yeah. And it's like, and he's like, and that's just the first episode. So anyway, in the second one. <laughs> Was it a live action Spider-Man or a cartoon? No, it's, no, a comic. No, it's in a comic. Oh. It's so cute. He's like, have you ever watched anime? And she's like, no. And then it like cuts to, the, he's like oh, on the no. train with her. Like, <laughs> this is Miles Morales Spider-Man? No, it's Peter. No, it's Peter Parker. Oh. Um, Peter's like on the train with her because she asked if he'd walk her home because some guys were following her. And uh, he's like, so anyway, in the second, yeah, like that's just the first one. The second one, so okay, so you know jazz. <laughs> it's really funny. It's great. Um, also, I guess Spider Man canonically watched Cowboy Bebop, and that Cowboy Bebop exists in the 
Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. That's big. Big news. I think so. Uh, what, our crossover with Marvel. <laughs> uh, and Spike and Miles. Spike's just kind of like not saying anything. And Miles is like, has anyone ever told you you don't talk very much? And then Spike says, has anyone ever told you that you talk too much? And Spike's kind of just being a dick this whole episode, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> and uh, we get some hints that Spike's ship used to be like a space race car. Like, it's not really... I think they retrofitted some guns onto a on a onto like a race car, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes sense because I feel like every time Spike gets shot once, his ship instantly like crumbles apart. Like it doesn't seem like it's <laughs> built to take hits at all. And uh, Doohan's workshops like an old plane graveyard. And uh, yeah, it looks like it looks like the boneyard in Arizona. Yeah. And they they pull up and there's an explosion and no one reacts to it. So I was like, oh, I guess this is just normal. And Doohan comes walking out and he's on fire and he doesn't react to it at all. <laughs> like he's just like his shoulders have like little like fire spurts coming off of him. He's just like being very grumpy and old. Mm-hmm. He looks <laughs> hardcore when he yeah. like when we first see him. He looks like a, an angry Clint Eastwood, which I guess is just Clint Eastwood. It's just, and he yelled at a chair, and that was really weird. I didn't understand why he started yelling at a chair, but that I happened. Forgot about that. Um, sorry. <laughs> and uh, they, he, Miles is like, they don't show it just yet, but they're like, oh, when are you going to get? Miles is like, man, you're never going to get this ancient old relic running. Like it's, it's just not going to happen. And they don't show what it is. But Spike's like, I can't believe you have this thing. <laughs> and it becomes very important later, but we're mm-hmm. getting a little foreshadowing right here about this ancient old relic. Doohan insists he can get running again. <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, we, we cut back to Jet and Faye and they're starting to deal with these space pirates. And Faye uh, kind of like swoops in and holds them up. Like, I'm just like, all right, let's, let's call it. I have guns pointing at your face. Uh, in my spaceship through the cockpit of your like freight freight truck and they shoot like a harpoon into her ship that hacks her ship uh sorry about that we had some audio issues so anyway uh yeah Faye's ship gets shot with like a weird harpoon by these pirates and it, it apparently hacks her ship and <laughs> makes her start shooting jet ship this is such a silly concept. It is mm-hmm. pretty funny. But well, it's great. It takes, I like out, it. it takes out the mono systems. Our mono <laughs> systems. Um, What's which, that mean? I don't know, but apparently they do everything. They're like, don't worry about it. It'd be boring if we explained it. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, Faye's ship gets hacked and she shoots Jet's ship, and then Ed pulls up on the Bebop to try and help. And they call the Bebop a pe- an old piece of crap. <laughs> and Ouch. they hack they hack it too. It basically just starts spinning in place, which is <laughs> kind of funny looking because it's so big. That's its balls out like craziest <laughs> thing it can do. <laughs> it can spin in place. <laughs> well, it uh, looks like Ed is trying to like correct something, and then Ein hits the enter key too soon. Oh, I thought that Ein. And I thought the- that Ed gave Ein the signal and was like, "All right, hit it, dude." But it, but they, <laughs> but they still bypassed it somehow. It's because, Maybe that's it. Yeah, I was gonna say the fact that they let Ein press buttons is pretty funny because he can do a lot. <laughs> um, so they, the pirates get away, and they're, they're pretty sad. 
And uh, we we cut back to Spike and Doohan and Miles, and we get some signs. I think Doohan was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Is that that's what, that's what it looks like? Yeah, it looks like yeah, it looks like a lot of like American, uh, like fighter jets. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I think Doohan used to be in the Air Force, and. We, we see some shots and he's like, oh, the swordfish used to be mine before I gave it to you. And uh, we we find out that Spike's apparently been really rough on the swordfish these past few episodes. And I guess all the repairs <laughs> that they've been doing are kind of just... Pa- oh, go ahead. Not to mention the kicking that he seems to do every time he rides it. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, I feel like the kicking probably has a lot to do with it. Huh? He said when he kicks it, it makes it work better. <laughs> I bet Doohan was the one who taught him that trick. <laughs> uh... So, yeah, the, I guess Jet's just been kind of doing patch jobs on it. And uh, Miles was like, oh, we should put like all this cool, fancy stuff on the on the swordfish. And we can kick it into freestyle, kick it into freestyle, <laughs> which is definitely how people talk. <laughs> and Doohan get, turns into a grumpy old man um, and yells at a chair again. I'm just kidding. And. Spike's like, you know, you're going to run off uh, another assistant if you keep treating him that way. And then Spike picks up this little, like, piece off the ground and immediately pricks his own finger with it on accident. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... And it's a piece that Doohan had thrown at Miles' head. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess it's not important. And a van pulls up, and they've got a part for... uh, It's Reggie. He's got part for Spike's swordfish. And uh, let's see. Yeah, Faye calls Spike and says, like, hey, we got fucked up. You need to come back and like help. <laughs> and Jet's complaining about all the different things that got messed up in the hack. And he's but like, most the act- importantly, yeah, he's like, we're the wombo got set to mambo and the actuator's <laughs> been blown and the cork they drive. They reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. Yeah, and then Spike says, how about using English? And Ed says, the computer's kaput and we're slowly drifting towards certain oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> and Spike's like, well, I understood that. <laughs> and I, uh, I, hate it. I hate it in shows and movies when somebody says like science stuff and then somebody else is like, English, please. It always <laughs> <me>. <laughs> hey, <I> Egghead. <laughs> uh, you nerd. Usually we don't really rely on Ed to be the coherent one either. Right? Yeah. It, right? I think Ed talks that way on purpose <laughs> to annoy people. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fair. Um, And the we get tile card and basically oh, Jet's wait, like... Oh, real quick. Okay. So the, the whole thing is like Spike's talking to the Bebop crew about what's going on and like who the pirates were and then Doohan's talking to Reggie and he's like, okay, you got me this part, but it's no good to me if it's traceable because he knows Reggie stole it. So they And they both come to the conclusion that it came off of a uh, delivery truck Makes at the sense. exact same time. It fell off the back of a truck just like my holographic dark Typhlosion Pokemon card <laughs> I stole. <laughs> Look, sometimes you're about to move and the kid's showing off his dark Typhlosion and you know you're moving the next day. What's the worst that could happen? You just steal it out of his desk. Oh no. Are you serious? pounds on him. I mean, what's he going <gasps> to do, really? Yeah, what's he going to do, fight me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went through puberty oh. really early. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll just push him down. That's awful. Uh, when I was a little kid, I would make kids bet me their cards before we played, and I actually knew what the rules were. So I would like enforce them and then be like, I guess I just get to take your whole Exodia. Oh, you've been the worst forever. Yeah. Oh, getting in on the that's getting in call, on the grift. That's what they call hustling. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty badass. Now when I do that, they make me the cops show up, and make me leave the elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Jess basically like, all right, guys, I've got a plan to fight the pirates. What if when they shoot the hacking thing at us, we don't don't get hit by it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're all like, that's not really a plan. And Jet's like, well, they made fun of the Bebop. They said it was old. We have to. We can't just take this lying down. And defend her honor. Yeah, we have to defend the Bebop's honor. And Spike's like, okay, whatever. And he puts on the <laughs> Xbox game. And they're basically like, we're going to turn off our mono systems so they can't hack them. <laughs> Which is basically like saying, uh, I don't know. It's like being like, you, you can't like you well you can't cut the brakes on my truck if i take all the wheels off (laughs) speaking of the mono system it looks like a box like a a rectangle with punch card like time cards in it yeah it's and it's in a telephone attached with a cord maybe like it doesn't look technology technologically advanced at all it's all analog like a hack Oh, that's true. But they also hacked it by shooting a harpoon at them. So yeah. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe. Okay, I was thinking about it this way. Maybe it's like a virus, like a syringe, but it's for your sick ship, like or it's actually it's for your ship. A yeah, a syringe. It injects. It's like when Faye said our ship was full of bacteria. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> no, a virus. She was like, whatever. It injects juice into your ship. <laughs> Say um, that five times the fast. Feel bad juice. <laughs> uh. So Spike's like, okay, I'll I'll do it. I'll turn my actuator off and do this horrible plan. And uh, we get some really rough CGI of this big space station. Yeah, it was terrible. It's, it's so weird. This show's from like 1996, to be fair. But uh, it's no code Lyoko. And <laughs> uh, there's two ships that both look the exact same at the station. And Jet's like, huh. I never really considered the fact there could be multiple ships with a big purple penguin on it. Uh, and then Spike's like, I, or Faith says, I have an idea. I say we just shoot and see who hightails it out of here. And Spike says, that's the first time I've agreed with you about something. <laughs> and understandably, Jet's like, what? No, that's a, that's literally worse than my plan. And they both just start shooting at these trucks. I feel like they're us in one of the games Cody is like DMing for <laughs> Dungeons oh and Dragons. Yes. I convince somebody to do something really stupid with me. You always shoot first. Cody's like, no, what the hell are you doing? You got to shoot first and ask questions later. That's just how it goes. Yes. <laughs> Look, if we, don't, if we don't go in guns blazing... There's no way we're going to survive this this whole campaign Cody mission. set up for us where we're all going to go play uh, dice. <laughs> we have to just go and start shooting people. Yep. I can tell I can tell by the 30 pages of notes he has. It's all it's all combat <laughs> encounters. It's definitely not lots of like lore and NPCs he wants us to meet. It's a big fight. So let's just go ahead and I don't want to get hit with a surprise round. I'm just gonna go ahead and start rolling for initiative. <laughs> But also, what's the bartender's name? What's the bartender? Uh, Steve. What's his story? Where'd he come from? He's our best friend really now. Important. <laughs> He's definitely going to kill me. Might as well shoot him. <laughs> I jump in front of the bullet in the, to protect Steve. No one's even shooting at Steve. I do it anyway. <laughs> Steve, Steve is my life. 
<laughs> Man, we are so off track on this episode. Oh my god! It's okay. <laughs> uh, so there are two uh, trucker uh, spaceships with two, purple penguins on them, and there's they're, two they're purple penguins. Go, yeah. And uh, they both start running away, which makes sense because they started shooting at them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they cut back to Ein, and Ein has his little paw on Jet's shoulder, and it's really cute. Like he's just floating behind Jet, and he has a little paw on him. And uh, Faye chases after one, and Jet chases after the other, or Spike chases after the other, and unsurprisingly, Faye gets the one that's not the real pirates. And she like pulls up in front of them, and they're like, "We're sorry, we'll pay the parking ticket. I promise." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like two old dudes, and then a cool song called "New York Rush." I forgot to put in kicks in. Oh, I should have. I love it. And Spike, I like it a lot too. Yeah, and Spike starts chasing these guys and they start shooting they shoot a harpoon at him he's like whatever and i wrote down that all these guys look like pokemon trainers which i actually wrote down before <laughs> our opening oh my god they do that. especially the guy with like the beanie with yeah. the ass on it or whatever yes the guy whose name is ruth and he's just wearing like a backwards hat yeah they yeah. all just look like someone who challenged me and be like go ratata you can do it against gyarados or whatever go stand true against yeah. the guy squirtle uh, Pitchy and Spike's like whatever, and then they they reveal that the back of the truck has about a million harpoons in it, which is pretty funny. And Spike's doing a decent job dodging all of these, but he does get hit by one, and he kicks his mono system to death. Of course, which I guess is how you disable it instead of like a button. He just I feel like there yeah. probably is a button. Oh, probably. <laughs> uh, but Spike would have to find it. And then the Bebop shoots them with the same virus they're using. Did I misread that, or is that what happened? I was confused by that, by this most of the scene. Because, like, Spike Spike catches a few more harpoons, but he's already turned off his thing, so it's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, Meg, did you have a different read? No, okay. I think that was a yeah. yeah they, it was basically just like his ship gets disabled. Yeah, and then Jet rescues him by shooting the sh- the pirate ship with a uh, mm-hmm. the same hacking thing. And Spike says that old hole looks like a goddess to me. And then the pirates just explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I was confused. I didn't know like I was, I rewinded it like four times because I was like. <laughs> I was like, oh, he must have shot a missile at him. They just explode. Yeah. I thought maybe they ran into an asteroid or something, but even uh, that's what I was thinking was happening. Extreme. That'd be an excessive reaction to hitting an asteroid. I think they just blow up. <laughs> Jet was like, I counterhacked them, and instead of just making their ship funny, I made it explode and they all died. That's what they get. You know how we're supposed to take them all in alive? Not this time, bitch. They that's what they get for making fun of the Bebop. <laughs> I I them uh so the pirates just die <laughs> that's it they don't matter anymore they don't no mm-hmm. one acknowledges that they're all dead and, and then uh, the real episode begins yeah <laughs> and jet's like well it's gonna take us about seven hours to come get you and uh spike's like well that's not great because i'm getting pulled into the earth's uh into the earth's orbit or the planet's orbit and his fuel tanks are out yeah and he's completely out of fuel and, it looks like a hopeless situation. Yeah, which Spike goes, uh, uh, he's like, hey, Jet, I uh, have a little bottle of whiskey hidden behind the fridge. You should help yourself. 
And Jet's like, ah, that's what someone says right before they think they're going to die. What's going on? <laughs> and Spike's like, I forgot to get gas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like one of the harpoons probably took out the fuel tank. That's probably was my read. I think it's equally likely Spike forgot to put gas in his car before he... <laughs> It really is. He does seem very resigned to just giving up here. Yeah, yeah. he like lights a cigarette and uh is this when he says Nothing whatever happens happens. This is where he tries uh, to be as cool as vicious. That's at the very end of the episode. But he, yeah, like, no, he, he says nothing I can do now. Yeah, so like you guys said, Spike doesn't seem too concerned about the idea of dying, which is kind of a reoccurring theme of the show. Yeah. And uh do hands like ah, I got you, boy. Here I come, and uh, I don't <laughs> he know hears him on their out. radio. There's like some interference yes. from the radio that Miles is listening to. Yeah, they can and... hear their bad plan. Uh, and Doohan pulls out onto the runway, being led oh by god. a tank in the oh my god in the this USS the Columbia spaceship. Oh my god, <laughs> it was insane. I couldn't um, it. Which, just for the record, when the show was made, it hadn't um, been in 1998. Yeah, and then and then the Columbia disaster was in 2003. So this is a paradoxical moment. Oh, yeah, thinking so, that there would be mm. a Columbia spaceship in 2170 or what? Oh, I can't remember what year it is. Well, yeah. I, I didn't realize that there was uh, before the Columbia disaster happened. So I thought that Doohan had like salvaged it and rebuilt it, and I was like, dang, that's insane. So this also likely they they pulled the episode in on like the Adult Swim runs back in the day because of, uh, it makes because sense. of that. Um, Literally could have just I mean, it just says Columbia, like really just on the whole and you see it like once they could have just like yeah. captioned over it. Like, I feel like it. easily because all of our space shuttles pretty much look the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's another <laughs> one that had that. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But I did. I freaked out when I saw Doohead pulling out of a old timey hangar yeah, in it's just the some Columbia. 80s looking. Oh my gosh! It was the coolest moment in the show for me so far. I I was I I think I texted everyone. I was like, I need to watch that again. You know what's funny so about that oh, scene yeah, is uh, Miles in the tank. There's like he like drives by in the tank and he has the dumbest grin on his face as he's driving. Oh yes, by. yes. Oh yeah. He looks he looks Wouldn't so you? smug. Yeah. He does. Oh my god, I would be if I was driving a tank that was pulling the Columbia space shuttle. Uh, I'd have the shittiest, idiest grin on my face. Miles my- knows that he has reached the peak moment in Cowboy Bebop thus far. Thus far. <laughs> he's like, he I also his own personal dude. life. He also knows yes. that he's on camera because he's like staring at the camera, smiling. He's like, "Do you guys see this?" <laughs> He, goes, <laughs> he says, uh, get low this this guy, and then he turns into Ross from Friends. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know why. Don't do that to four miles. Seriously. Uh, and Doohan's basically like, I'm not going to let you die. You're in the ship I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> and they take off in the Columbia. Like, they literally just, like, take off like you would in a regular space shuttle. And uh, Meg, that, that instantly made Doohan the coolest character. Okay, I'll, I'll shut up about him like, now. But I, was I like, don't know, but that is I was so gushing, awesome. I was gushing over Doohan. So Spike, the tra- fact that he like put together a space shuttle, yeah. holy shit! <laughs> and he's using it for this. Like he spent who yeah. knows how many years <laughs> building that thing, and yeah. So uh, yeah, so Meg, do you want? I know you want to talk about the thing Spike does with the glass. Oh, okay. So, uh, so Doohan tells him that he's going to have to come in at the right angle so he doesn't burn up. And, uh, so they can rendezvous and, and catch the swordfish. So Spike takes out the little, um, 
widget that he had picked up off the ground that Duhan had thrown at Miles. And he scratches a uh, ruler into the windshield. Yes. Okay. Have you guys ever heard of Leroy Gordon Cooper Jr., a.k.a. Gordo Cooper? Oh, yeah. Gordo. No. Yeah. (laughs) From from, um, from, from the Hillary Duff show. Yeah. What was that show called? I don't remember. No, you guys need to look this guy up he, in his, like, 1960s spacesuit. It's bananas. But anyway, so uh, he was in orbit um, and actually, like, lost a lot of their automated systems and had to do the exact same thing. Oh, that's he actually, amazing. like, had to calculate. So at a um, um, control, they had, like, basically, like, everything that he had in his pod and they had to, like figure out his like a new plan for him to enter earth's atmosphere and he had to do the same thing like he scratched on the windshield all these calculations and to figure out his trajectory yeah and control the angle that is uh, amazing yeah i was like that's definitely a reference to that and that kids is why you can't use a calculator on this test Kids these days will never know how to manually land a spacecraft. Yeah, Jeez. I'm gonna you know, drop kids, you guys. One day you're gonna be in a spaceship without any computer, and you're gonna think mm-hmm. to yourself, "I should have listened to my teacher." <laughs> nope, all you can do is Fortnite dance. Sorry. Oh man, all I can do is spell boobs on my calculator. <laughs> okay, that one hit a little close. To home. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, so yeah, Duhan spikes like getting pulled into Earth's atmosphere even more, or the planet's atmosphere rather, and one of his wings just like snaps off, and Duhan pulls up and like jettisons the cargo bay and is like, land your ship inside the Columbia with no wings, (laughs) and Spike's like, yeah, okay, and he does it, (laughs) like, it's very cool. he snaps the other wing off and uh, lands in, but that's not the end. Uh, so now they are entering too fast, and this is when. And then Miles is freaking out. He's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! We're gonna die! We're gonna die now! We got him, but we're gonna die now!" <laughs> and uh, Spike takes out another cigarette and says, "Whatever happens, happens." And then a twenty-four-seven lo-fi chill hip-hop jam <laughs> uh, kicks on because that song that clip gets sampled like a million times. Mm-hmm. Uh. And they they just kind of cut away from this and they make it seem like for a second they're not going to show what happens. But we see a picture of Spike, Duhan, and Miles in front of the wreckage of the Columbia. Like, fine. It's like a photograph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a photograph yeah. on a photo wall. Um, and it's, it's funny because, like, they're panning across his bulletin board that we saw earlier in the episode that's in his, like, little office. Yeah. And, we, and Miles is, like, still screaming <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> as, as it pans across. And then you see the, the picture on top of all the other pictures of them in front. So that was, uh, that was Wild Horses. Pretty much just straight filler. But I think it's pretty fun. And obviously, uh, I think you guys liked it a lot. But we'll start with so Travis good. because he loved it so much. <laughs> Travis, how did you feel about this ep? Okay, most of this episode was just kind of all right. It was just kind of building up towards the last five minutes. But the last five minutes, like I said earlier, was my favorite point in Cowboy Bebop so far, just because it was crazy. I liked all the different ideas that they used in this. I liked the Columbia. uh, The scratching the ruler on the windshield was also amazing. Just a a lot of fun, a lot of craziness, 
very cowboy themed. I just liked it a lot. Uh, Mank, how'd you feel that? Yeah, I feel like there is an easier way to get Spike stranded close to the Earth's orbit. <laughs> because that's kind of like what everything felt like it was doing was just trying to get like Spike in the swordfish immobilized uh, so we could get this like super badass rescue mission. Um, but yeah, it's like really iconic. It's something, it's one of those like cowboy bebop scenes I always forget happens until I watch again. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> this is amazing! How could I have forgotten this? Yeah, it, it's that, well, the la- it's funny because it's all I remember from this episode is the last five minutes because it is so good. Like, and again, like the most, arguably the most iconic line from the show, maybe the second most, uh, is in this episode. That's crazy. I never would have thought that whatever happens, happens is something that gets, I guess, repeated from this. Yeah. When you guys told me about it, I was like, wow, really? (laughs) It just doesn't seem like something. He said it in one earlier session we've already covered, but I can't remember which one yeah, it is. More, I don't even I think remember the him shop him it. lying the cigarette and looking very like blase about it uh, yeah. while he mm-hmm. says it. Um, oh, which real quick, do you guys help me with this dissonance? So whenever Spike it, thinks he's going to die, he's pretty much always just like, yeah, okay. But He's also super obsessed with the idea of seeing Julia again. But apparently seeing Julia again is not enough for him to be like, I gotta make it out of here alive so I can track down Julia. I feel like most of the time he's just resigned to being like, okay, I'm never gonna see Julia again. I don't really care. But when he gets that glimmer of hope to see her, then he chases it like in with everything he has. Yeah, I just think that would be enough to make him not have such a death wish all the time. But yeah, I guess not. There's a moment pretty soon where he doesn't seem super resigned to die. Um, but we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, Dakota, do you have any lingering thoughts on this app? Yeah, I just really liked Doohan. Uh, his character reminds me a lot of several old men that I know or did know um, that are very much like, uh, you know, kind of crotchety and mean. But when stuff hits the fan, they like go into, you know, the exact response mode they need to. And they just like drop everything and do everything they have to do to resolve the situation. And like everybody else can be freaking out and they're just like laser focused on the objective. And um, it's just really reassuring to, know people like that and it was cool to see you know a character like that uh in this so i really like doohan and also his hair seemed kind of like spikes so for a while i was like is this spike's dad (laughs) (laughs) i thought that too just for a brief moment well (laughs) it it can be i don't know anything else about the show he can be travis you think everyone's everyone's dad though (laughs) i mean jet is spike's biological dad and edward is their daughter wait (laughs) it's can wait no never mind that can't happen (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah i guess just for me um it's kind of what travis said i honestly think this episode for the most part is kind of just like fine but i do think the whole scene of them rescuing spike is is really good it's it's a lot of fun uh and the animation in this episode during all the space bits is also like really impressive but i don't think i have a lot to say about it outside of that 
Um, Meg, or actually all of you guys, do you guys want to take a little break and we can we can come back? <laughs> no, just, just me. You have to stay here. <laughs> okay, everyone but else I has get a to break. stay. Uh, all right, cool. Let's all take a break and we will be right back. I misunderstood Travis's instructions for my new diet and tried to eat cottage cheese and almond butter in the same spoonful and I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> You're supposed to separate them and they're, really they're better that way, good, I guess. I like cottage cheese now, though, even though my first day I was like, this is like high-protein snot. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of what it looks like. Kind of what yeah, it tastes well, like. Yeah, I've acquired a taste for it. But uh, anyway. Throw some pepper in there. Throw some fruit and in some there. some almond butter. Not some almond butter. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, Parat Le Four. Um, <laughs> Parat Le Four. It's Parat Le Coy. It's their new water flavor. It's their newest flavor. Uh, hashtag sponsored sponsored app uh oh man if lacroix sponsored us i would be so jazzed about that i'd be so excited i'd be pretty excited gross bad water that they left in old (laughs) i would crack open a cold one every time i had a pamplemousse with my lunch today that's one it is the best one yeah oh yeah but it doesn't taste like grapefruit it tastes like its own like amazing singular thing well there's a value pack of sam's i should have got it oh well the coconut's really good too. Yeah, mm. I like the lime too. Just basic. I, like still good. I don't like any of them. The mango doesn't taste like anything. I don't like mango and I don't like berry. Berry's lame. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Pretty harsh. What is? It's just it's like it's it just tastes gross. Like berry. Anyway. <laughs> no, it doesn't taste like berries. I like the meme that describes the flavors of LaCroix maybe. as like <laughs> we we passed the mango over this one and like I don't know. Someone, <laughs> yeah. someone thought of an orange and touched this. <laughs> That's how I feel about all of them. Is someone handed it to me, and I'm like, "This tastes like someone accidentally left something in the water." <laughs> None of them taste like they taste that way on purpose. But uh, That's the best I want a banana flavored one. If they make Ooh, a banana flavored Lacroix, I would be all over that. Oh my god, but I want it to taste like the banana runts. Yeah, I want it to taste like artificial oh, okay. banana, not real banana. The best uh, runts. The best runt. Banana. Yeah. 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 Pink is Banana's the best so one. Anyway, Pink is pretty good. We're flaming hot takes in here. Period. We'll let Cody get us back on track. Really? God. Yeah. It's 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 a hot is take, but it's also my take. So, so Yeah. We- well, oh we God. needed to laugh a little bit before we get into this episode because we're yeah. going to have a chance doozy. again. So uh, this uh, the episode opens with a shot of a big, scary apartment building. And there's actually something unsettling about how old and cheap the CGI is on this. That makes it even creepier, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get like a we cut to like a eyeball shaking erratically. And there's yeah. a dude just straight up flying through the air. <laughs> Um, <laughs> a very a bulbous man, uh, roundo boy. Yeah, very round is flying through the air. Um, he lands wearing a top hat. Say what? You can see the top hat, and it's very scary. yeah. He has a really scary top hat, and he lands in front of these guys who are heading in this apartment building, and they're all. I think they're. I thought they were syndicate, but apparently they're not. We find out later. No. Um. 
And he says, hello, gentlemen. I journeyed here in order to take your lives. And then we get the title card. And uh, we cut the spike. He's playing some pool. And he hustles a guy really good. Makes a pretty <laughs> cool shot. And uh, we see the the very rotund man from earlier shoot in a shootout with the syndicate. And he kills all of them and doesn't get hurt at all. Not the syndicate. These, it's these kind guys. of shot. These guys. It's kind of shot in the same way as the cathedral fight mm. with the flashback yeah. that uh, Spike with the gun in the bouquet. Yeah, interesting. Like how it's like one versus many, and like the way that the gun. It's like dark, but like the flash of the muzzle, like lights, like underlights their faces. They do some really cool angles with guns in this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cinematography in this episode is really good. Um, and he, Spike, like, wanders up onto this, did you guys hear that Google Chrome alert? Uh, no, I hear a dog barking at my place, okay. but. Uh, <laughs> he, he wanders up, and it, he, like, sees all this, he has a look on his face, like, he just accidentally stepped in poop, but not really, like, he just wandered <laughs> upon a, a massive murder, and he's just kind of like, huh. And then that guy turns around and immediately starts shooting at Spike. And well, he says, hello, boy. And Spike's like, oh, beans. And uh, (laughs) this guy turns around, starts shooting at Spike. Spike like jumps into a pile of garbage and throws some trash bags (laughs) in the air, which I thought was really cool. It's like a diversion. Yeah, and he pops up and shoots the guy three times. And we see at this point that this guy has like a weird shield around him. And all the bullets just kind of like reflect away from him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's extremely strange. Never gets explained either. So then Spike runs up. He's like, I guess I'll have to punch this guy. But he's also insanely fast. And this is where like what Travis said earlier. We get this really cool shot of like the guns in first person. Is there like... Oh yeah, grappling with yeah. each other, mm-hmm. and Spike he's like, is like doing gun fu almost. Yeah, like Spike's right in front of this guy, and he's still dodging bullets. Uh, it's kind of neat because you get to see Spike move extremely qu- quickly from something other than his perspective, mm-hmm. or like a, a top down ish kind of perspective, and it's crazy because Spike's really fast, or at least he's portrayed as really fast in this. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I wrote down that this guy fucking Tekken air combo Spike. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also I wrote uh, air juggles. Yeah, he air juggles <laughs> Spike <laughs> for half of his health bar. It's very floaty. Yeah, and Spike's act at this point. Spike's actually pretty freaked out because this guy just pummeled him, like floated him in the air with his kicks. <laughs> also, he can yeah. fly and he's bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, and he's shaped like. This is what I was saying. Uh, this is what I was saying ball. earlier about um, about Spike being like phased finally at like the thought of dying. I think it's because like, this is so weird. I think it's I, I was thinking it's because he like got bested in hand to hand combat and he's kind of freaked out, you know, shook about that. Yeah, yeah. like not even yeah. like it wasn't even very close. This guy's like having no issue with mm-hmm. Spike. Well, yeah, and he has him down on the ground with the barrel of a gun in his face. And also this yeah. is when we get him like grinning and it like zooms in on his teeth. It makes the noise yeah, of his teeth grinding, grinding together. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. and a cat meows and that guy like freaks out and turns around and starts shooting at it and spike runs away and pulls on a, like a big propane barrel from absolutely nowhere 
<laughs> and rolls it down the street at him, shoots it, and gets caught in the his own explosion and gets thrown. Yeah, he outruns it for a while, but the very edge of it like throws him against like a yeah, brick wall. Yeah, it's like a huge explosion. Yeah, it's huge. I don't know what was in there. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, through the explosion, uh, a dagger flies through the s- clearing smoke and uh, in the Spike's army drops his gun. And we find out that the assassin isn't hurt like at all. And he opens mm-hmm. his coat to basically reveal he's the merchant from Resident Evil 4. <laughs> There's just tons of weapons and grenades and stuff in there. And yep. Spike starts to run and he pulls out a grenade launcher and shoots at Spike and the explosion like throws Spike into the river. And we hear the sound of sirens. And we kind of like just cut to Jet meeting a meeting an old contact. Is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's daytime and he's talking to um a member of the ISS. Yeah, and he's like trying to figure out what the who the fuck like beat Spike's ass so thoroughly because Oh, I'm sorry. This guy's name is Bob. It's very important. Yeah, his name's Bob. <laughs> uh, because and it kind of makes sense that they're a little freaked out that they ran into someone who kicks Spike's ass this hard. Um, mm-hmm. And Bob says, your partner ran into some pretty bad luck. And Jet says, ah, he never has any good luck anyways. <laughs> and then <laughs> Bob's like, no, you should abandon this fool and leave as soon as you can because he's as good yeah. as dead. And he'll get you so too. Jet's trying to figure out what this is. And uh, Bob says, you're always in trouble, Jet. Anyone close to you gets dragged in because Jet's uh, a noir detective sometimes. And uh, <laughs> we find out the assassin's name is Mad Perot. Did I pronounce that right? Puro. I'm sounding like good. Ross Perot, but angrier. And uh, <laughs> basically, the the big. Re- and then we cut back after we get this name, and Spike's like all mm-hmm. beaten up and bandaged on the couch, and he's reaching out for an orange on the table next to him. <laughs> and Faye walks in and picks it up, and she's like peeling it and eating it while she's telling Spike what a big dum dum he is. <laughs> and after she finishes eating it, she takes the orange peel and just puts it on his face. <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> she I put mean, it in the trash can. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, last time he was that fucked up, she took care of him for three days straight, and then he immediately was like, I you're, hate you. You're bad. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, payback. fine. <laughs> so I'm going to eat your Does, orange. He says you sing ass. off key, right? Yeah. yeah. He, it, this is totally deserved. Oh yeah, this time, I don't feel I bad. For him. I mean, it wasn't oh, yeah. that bad. She just nah, I shouldn't sit on him or anything. Yeah, it's it's not you that bad. Was, He's not because I don't. Oh, go ahead, Dakota. Sorry. You know, what I was thinking is that um, I wish that I could see inside the recording studio sometimes when when the voice actors have to sound like they're eating something because face sounded like she had you know orange in her mouth. So I wonder if the voice sometimes, actress was like mm-hmm. actually eating something and talking to make it sound that way. There's a really great recording of um, Spirited Away when the two parents are, like, shoving their faces at the, like, buffet that they shouldn't be eating at. And they're trying to get Chihiro to eat, too. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't get the sound right. So they, um, they like, tried it with an apple and they tried it with some other stuff. And they finally, like, went into KFC and got, like, actual chicken. <laughs> For the mom, the actress that plays the mom to like be eating chicken while she's like, those chickens are amazing. That's funny. So yeah, they they do that sometimes. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we find out 
that this guy that so I thought the people he killed earlier were syndicate, but they were ISSP. Is that right? ISSP. Yeah. Yes. They Ops. looked like criminals, but uh, they look creepy. As apparently, hell. anyone who's ever gotten away from from this guy has always been hunt, hunted down and killed. And we're getting mm-hmm. told this while we see a scene of him like ambushing these guys on a bridge. And we end with a shot of he's taken a guy's head and put it through a barbed wire fence. So like just his head is hanging through one end and his body yeah, like through the chain. Very gruesome. The chain link fence. Yeah. It's it's pretty bad. And the rest of his body is like mm-hmm. it looks like it's so scary. Every album cover of Cannibal Corpses. So <laughs> it <laughs> does kind of yes. And uh we get we get a really scary title card with uh like some creepy music playing and yeah have you guys ever heard a glass harmonica no no That's it's my... the it's the instrument that is used to make all those like creepy horror like oh <laughs> i thought noises. it was i thought it was a rusty seesaw being slow it <laughs> oh basically sounds like a rusty seesaw yeah it's really creepy uh, so we we you know that was all scary, but everything's okay because we open with uh, back from the tile card with Ein, and he's just taking a little nap mm-hmm. next to the computer, and the computer goes off, and he's like, oh, I gotta go find Ed, and Ein goes off to find Ed, <laughs> and Face smoking on the toilet, <laughs> which yep. is pretty great, and using a beer can as an yeah, ashtray, uh, pretty baller move there, and Ed's looking for Faye. And she calls her Fei Fei, <laughs> and it's like, or Fei's like, it's just Fei. You just say my name once. My name's not Fei Fei, and it's like, okay, Fei Fei. <laughs> and she's like, Mail came in for the bebop bebop. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like Ed does this on purpose to piss people off. <laughs> of course, sometimes oh, yeah. yeah, sometimes she's very much a little kid. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's it's the assassin the mad lacroix and he's emailing spike <laughs> to basically say come fight me in an amusement park and Faye's like hey ed let's just not tell spike about this because we're in a spaceship and we can just fucking leave <laughs> like we can yep. just leave it'll be fine we just don't come back it's not a big deal we can leave and then spike's like don't tell me what <laughs> and uh he's like he's like i want to fight me i'm not i'm not a punk ass i'll do it i'm gonna go fight him right now <laughs> And uh, Faye's very obviously annoyed because I just like to know here Faye was trying to protect Spike from doing something really stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, she calls him a, a lunkhead, and he says. Uh, <laughs> then Edward calls him a lunkhead. She goes, and Edward and like then wiggles, calls she him like a wiggles her arms in a super funny way and calls him. And mm-hmm. well, in the Japanese, she says "baka baka baka." <laughs> and she says, "Lunkhead, lunkhead." <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of moves like Jake the dog sometimes. Yeah, and I can see that. Spike goes uh, like he's like, maybe this is the one, the one I won't come back from. And then it gets really quiet for like tw- two seconds. And he goes, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then he goes, What was he though? I don't but know. But then he looks at Faye, and this is the first time I was like, This is a little bit of a flirty energy. And he says, Would you come rescue me if I it agree. were true? Yeah, and uh, we find out later that the answer is yes, um, mm-hmm. which I didn't like because a good Spike's friend. always really mean to Faye, and then he people. flirts with her, and he's given a lot of mixed vibes. He's a fuck boy. Oh, jeez, I don't even know if I can deny it. Meg, is Spike a fuck boy? 
Yes. I think he might be. Well, Although he doesn't fuck <laughs> ever. He's a fuckboy he never fucked. Episode one, he like immediately flirts with the oh, lady. Yeah. That, yeah. And, yeah. He spills her again, hot dog off the ground. He's relentless you know. pursuing <laughs> another woman <laughs> who's not available. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, you heard here first. Fuckboy Spike. Uh, <laughs> and Jet calls the Bebop and is like, Hey, uh, this guy has superpowers, and no one else in this entire show has superpowers, so tell Spike we're just going to drop this one, and tell him not to be a lunkhead, because for some reason, (laughs) whoever wrote this episode really likes that. Or maybe Baka literally translates to lunkhead. (laughs) Um, I think it's stupid. I like Baka I think that's what translates to. And uh, they're meeting at an amusement park called Spaceland, and Spike's still really beat up. And uh, he lands, he walks into the, it's nighttime, so no one else is there. And we see all the park attractions and. Uh, well, he lands and he jumps out of the swordfish and he like goes like, Ugh! and he like grabs his side because <laughs> he's still torn up. And then he does this thing where he like looks around to make sure nobody saw him. <laughs> and he takes like a big <sighs> breath and puts his hands in his pockets and then like, Saunters all cool yeah. up to the entrance. Super casual. And uh what an so idiot. So he kinda like two spotlights come on and he's like, ah, bah dip. And uh the the assassin, the 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 angry pair is there and he says he's like, Well, <laughs> let's let's fight. And the entire amusement park springs to life, fireworks are going off, and a song that I guess it's playing at the amusement park, but it's so creepy. I'm sure kids just start crying as soon as they walk in. Starts playing. Um, Meg, can you cut me a piece of it? It's yeah. really creepy. Oh, if I, if the... my parents took me to this amusement park, I'd start crying immediately. I mean, it, everything looks terrifying, too. Also, you skip the part where... Spike um, kills Goofy. He's it. It's like an amalgamation of Donald and Goofy together. Yeah. No, I was going to say, he goes, yo. Yeah, he goes, yeah, he just go like, yo. (laughs) 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 Okay, let's listen to this nightmare fuel for like two seconds. Mm. Mm. Imagine your parents be like, let's go ride rides. And the song's playing in the amusement park. This sounds like a fucking Goosebumps ass space. (laughs) I'm like, I'm in a Goosebumps right now. I gotta get out of here. (laughs) <laughs> like i'm picturing a ventriloquist dummy's head just spinning around slowly yep. to the song it's so discordant so, which I think it's I this it. guy opens the fight by basically just bouncing around like a bouncy ball and shooting at spike and uh spike kind of like takes off through a back room and he ends up on a ride like on the runway of a ride where penguins slide down like that one level in super mario 64 it's called Ice oh, yeah. Jump. And Nobby's there, too. Yeah, and they're like, hey, you should. It's like a little hologram falling. It's like, you're not supposed to be here. Let's let's leave. And Spike <laughs> almost gets squished by some giant mechanical penguins. Very penguin heavy episode set. Oh, huh? yeah, there is. Hmm. That's like, true. Oh, he's catch. dodging all these. But then the assassins in one and he pops out and he's just laughing hysterically and blows up Spike again. And uh, Jet is having Ed hack the ISSP mainframe. So 
Section 13, the public doesn't even yeah. know exists. <laughs> so they can figure out what this guy's weakness is. And uh, I love Ed's program. <laughs> it's just her face <laughs> overlaid onto everything. And Spike's definitely freaked out at this point. He's still shooting this guy. And I thought he had like a plan. But he's apparently like, well, he was bulletproof the first time I fought him. But maybe he won't be this time. But he's still bulletproof. <laughs> And Spike's so freaked out that an animatronic Goofy walks up to him and he like shoots it 30 times and does a spin kick on it. And he goes like, gosh, I'm dead as shit. (laughs) And it's still creepy as all get out, even when it's like down on the ground, like writhing and making robot noises. Those things terrified me as a kid, like all mascots. I could not handle uh, mascots. I'm okay with, but animatronics are terrifying. Chuck E. Cheese mouth. (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese. I liked giant like ant- like the dinosaurs and like the Jurassic Park ride. Fuck yes, sign four year old Meg up. That's amazing. Yeah. But like the bumblebee mascot from like the local radio station, tears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I loved your high school mascot, which is it. It's supposed to be a cyclone, but it Fuck. looks like a giant sperm. <laughs> my my grandmother who's a piece of work uh-huh. she visits the first time i move here and she looks at it and she's like why the fuck is your mascot a sperm wearing a sweater <laughs> i'm like it's hard I don't to know but it's hard to Walmart, humanize please be quiet <laughs> it's hard to humanize a cyclone like how do you say this is a cyclone that has arms and legs <laughs> <laughs> you also, try really hard not to make it look like a jizz. <laughs> like a single jizz. Oh no, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> and you fail. Also, we're landlocked. Why did they pick cyclones? <laughs> we don't have those. We're in the we mountain. Have, we have tornadoes. So we cut back to Ed. She's hacking away. And then we cut back to Spike, who's now on a roller coaster. <laughs> and the assassin... The safest place. <laughs> yeah, the assassin throws uh, a roller... Co- Oh my god, stupid ads. Um throws uh a whip. A grenade? No, he coaster. throws a whip around Spike's neck and pulls him out of the roller coaster. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's brutal. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now Spike gets blown up a second time and he goes flying off of the tracks into the water. And I wrote here that Spike's really getting owned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just that He hasn't got a single hit in. Yeah, he's just getting his ass completely handed to him. And uh, Ed, Ed's like, I'm in. And this is where we get a flashback of this guy. Um, there's like a guy in a in a all white room with white padded yeah, and cell. Yeah, he's like drooling on himself. Very crazy. And it cuts to a bunch yeah. of needles in his head, and his face mm-hmm. is like all fucked up. The researchers are in like hazmat suits with gas masks. Like mm-hmm. what? Yeah, like the song that's played. Uh, sounds exactly like Pink Floyd's "On the Run." I was gonna say, I don't it know sounds if you guys like know a tool, like the song and this scenery. I was like, "Is this a Tool music video? What's happening?" I would, <laughs> I would describe it as Muzak. Um, so he basically gets Clockwork Orange. Yeah, they basically experiment yes. on him until he's this bulletproof, crazy murderer. And then, they, and then we every time there's a cat sitting in the mirror in the window. Like in the control, the control room. room that traumatizes him. Um, and the bad CGI, I actually, again, thought made this even creepier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And they're basically sure. like, well, we tortured this guy until he became a super soldier. 
The ISSP yeah, did. Yeah, the space cops. Yes, and they're supposed to be good. Other cops. Yeah, Jet worked for them. They. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, no, the people that I think more so the people that Jet worked for did this crazy experiment on this dude. Yeah. And then ultimately we're like, well, he's mentally unstable <laughs> and keeps, re- I know, right? <laughs> and uh, mentally keeps regressing. So we're going to cancel the project and he's going to be kept here permanently at some weird, unknowable facility, which is basically just like a prison. And yeah, yeah. The, the music drops out like all of a sudden at a shot of him grinning while they're walking him back to his cell. And then it just cuts to like, Tons of shots of a, just a bunch of like corpses with blood everywhere all over this facility. It's very and gory. him walking out it's, with like it's a, kind of um, it kind of reminds me of MK Ultra. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the program back in the seventies or whatever. Um, and Jet's explaining basically, like narrating what what happened, and he says that mentally he's a child, and he says there's nothing more pure and cruel than a child. Which is mm-hmm. his name's Tong Poo too. Tong Poo. Which I giggled a whole lot at his name. <laughs> so Tong Poo uh, is still kicking Spike's ass. And yeah, well, he and he his whole thing now is that he's gonna go kill literally every high-ranking ISSP person he can find, and he's got seven of them so far. Spooky. So yeah, Spike. Uh, Uh, well, I lost my spot here. Uh, Faye shows oh, up. Faye comes to help in her zipcraft and starts like shooting at at the assassin in her ship. And Spike's kind of a dick about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And through a bunch of weird like curly Larry and Mo shit, like her ship gets knocked down. <laughs> and the animatronic uh, walks up and just keeps going hi, hi, <laughs> hi, and she's just like. Hi. Well, she's hanging upside down <laughs> on her ship. And uh, Spike and and this guy end up in a stare down as this big animatronic parade is like coming towards them. And uh, or no, Spike gets thrown through a window and he knocks over a cat toy and starts meowing and the guy mm-hmm. freaks out and starts shooting it. And it keeps cutting back to the cat he saw when he was getting experimented on. And mm-hmm. then they have the showdown. And then uh, it, it plays that horrible tooth grinding noise again. It makes me feel like my teeth are going to mm-hmm. like shatter out of my head. Uh. Yep. And uh, Spike throws, he's like reaches back behind himself because he doesn't have a gun and like quick throws this knife into his leg which is the first thing that's him the whole time. So I guess he could only deflect bullets and not. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. So they're having, they're having this stare down like, (laughs) okay, corral style. And it's basically like, who's going to draw first. So he's getting this dagger ready. And I think the only reason that he was able to dodge is because the glint in his eye made Piro think of the glint in the cat's eye. And he like shoots off aim. Oh, I was confused by that because I was like, yeah. "Why would he? Why would he freak out right then?" Unless Spike think, is just insanely lucky. No, I think it was like the like glint in Spike's eye made him think of the cat's so, eye. So mm-hmm. since this guy is mentally like a small child, um, once this knife gets in his leg, 
he just immediately starts mm, crying and, and like so drops much. his gun and it becomes very extra dark very fast yeah it's pretty upsetting yeah actually. and he like yeah, falls it. to the ground as this animatronic parade keeps getting closer and closer to him and he's just like yelling like it hurts mommy it hurts mommy <laughs> help help me terrible and uh and the creepy music is still yeah playing too. and the creepy mm-hmm. amusement park music still playing and he's just screaming for his mom and then a giant animatronic steps on and kills him. Well, the last shot we see is like from his point of view and he's actually like reaching out to it. Yeah. Like it's going to help him. He's saying mama. And then it, yeah. And then it crushes him. I fucking hate this. It's so really one of my favorite episodes. Upsetting um, is the right word. Dakota it, used it earlier. It, I mean, this upsetting. whole episode is so upsetting. It makes my yeah. skin want to crawl like right off my body, like onto the floor. <laughs> like it's gone. So Jet calls Spike and he's like, hey, Spike, let me tell you all about this guy. And then Spike's like, it doesn't <laughs> matter anymore, I don't think. And Spike goes, uh, man, I hate theme parks. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> That's right up on up there with Leon Kennedy being like, and that's why I don't take Greta. Hey, like, Leon, everyone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not the time for quips. So, uh, Meg, how'd you feel about uh, Lemon oh Lacroix? Um, I knew this episode was coming and I dread it because it's just like a very particular thing that just makes me feel horribly yucky inside. Like I, I can't stand torture scenes and then also like, like just his mental capacity being taken advantage of. He's like a reverse of that kid uh, from the episode who'd never aged. Kinda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I hate it. Aww. <laughs> Is he your least favorite episode? I hate it. <laughs> um, I don't know, but it might be. It's interesting. I mean, like in the watching Spike having to go all out is fun to watch to a certain degree, but this character just like, uh, turns my stomach. Uh, Dakota, how did you feel about this one? Um, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> Uh, I, I appreciate what it was, what the point of it was, and I definitely got it. Um, but no, it's just too creepy. And the the bad guy, the paper mache, whatever his name is, uh, Jet said that he <laughs> that he's like a child, and there's like nothing as as cruel as a child. And it's true, but it's also creepy because he's like a murderer, but he's a child in his like you know mentally. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was just really difficult to reconcile i guess because like you want him to stop beating up spike but you don't want him to you know basically you don't want what happened at the end to happen um Mm -hmm. yeah but i don't know and also there was no explanation for why he was bulletproof or why he was round or why he could like float and bounce and stuff because <laughs> it was creepy Unless that was they just... put a bunch of i guess you so, put a yeah. bunch of needles in your brain and electrocute you with like yellow and green electricity it makes you those things it makes you the world's deadliest bouncy ball but just the idea that like that technology exists is kind of insane because we've never seen anything like superhuman like that no yeah the the, the most we've seen is just spike in his eye which i know yeah and jet's arm like those are the only (laughs) oh did you remember you know how you know how he did he was doing super good at pool Uh 
I think yeah. it, I think it's because of his uh, eyeball. Um, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> is there something about his eye that they've shown that makes you think he has like a weird thing with his eye? It's pretty difficult to pick uh-huh. up, but in one episode, there's a mm-hmm. there's a little tiny clue if you pay close if you, attention. If you pay attention for about three oh. minutes straight, they show a scene of spiking his eyeball operated on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after he gets his wisdom teeth removed. <laughs> And his vasectomy. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And his face—that that happens in his face too. <laughs> That's right. His piece falls. So <laughs> I'm just remembering that stupid tweet. Fuck. <laughs> it's very old. It's a classic. <sighs> okay. Uh, Travis, how'd you feel about this episode? Oh boy, this episode was good, yeah. but I didn't like it. But you didn't like it? I didn't like it. <laughs> no, it was a good episode. It was it was a complete story again. It just feels like it did not fit with Cowboy Bebop, I think. But, I don't know. It was an interesting take. I mean, they hadn't tried a horror type scenario yet. So, mm. I guess, you know, in the branching scheme of things where Cowboy Bebop decides to do a whole lot of different things and they want to have different episodes about different things. I guess it does fit. And I, I, I realize I'm just going around in circles, but it, it's, I don't know. I just didn't care too much for it. It's the kind of ennui that I get when I see a stuffed animal on the side of the highway. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> does anybody else feel that way? That's like when I see like, yeah. a slice of pizza on the sidewalk. You're like, what happened here? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just kidding. Um, So, this was the first episode of Cowboy Bebop I ever saw, and I saw it on Adult Swim in the middle of the night. Oh, Oh my God. Um, And it scared me really badly. Uh, Yeah. And it's all of Cowboy Bebop I saw until I was, like, 16. Um, So, like, six years later, um, maybe. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just so oppressive and creepy and weird, and the animation's like different in it than it is in any other episode. And mm-hmm. it, it's very self-contained and has like a minimal amount of dialogue, and just kind of like gets right into it in a way Cowboy Bebop doesn't. It doesn't feel like an episode of Cowboy Bebop. Um, yes. I think no, by itself, it's not anything particularly special. But in the grand scheme of all twenty-six episodes of Cowboy Bebop, I think it's really interesting because it feels so different than the other 25 episodes like it's just so fucking creepy and weird and gross in a way the show normally isn't um Mm -hmm. i guess that's why i like it like it's in my top five uh if you count the two-parters as one episode it's in my top five Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's it's gross and weird and depressing which I enjoy things there, those things, I guess. Depressing is a, that's a good word. It makes you feel like uh, cold or like empty, especially the opening shot of the, uh, like the empty streets. They're all just like monochrome. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. like a very weird, cold and forlorn feeling. Yeah. Like I, I guess I'm, I, things that resonate with me, I guess are always weird. Like when we were all hanging out and try to convince one of our mutual friends um, that she should watch someone play near automata. And for some reason, I decided to sell it to her oh, by telling her that there's a scene at the end where one of the three main characters gets run through with a sword and there's no music playing. Whoa. It's 45 seconds straight of him screaming and crying as he's bleeding to death on the floor. Oh my God. Damn. Cody really knows how to sell shit to you. It's a great, great game. game. I wouldn't play it for that I was reason. Like, yeah, but, I was like, yeah. it made me feel like I was going to throw up. You should watch. You should 
Try it. <laughs> he he. It takes him you, forever to die. Well, like I I super I really like the scene setting with Spike on his day off going to shoot pool and Chris. the fact that he was just like playing with a stranger and the stranger just like loses and then just you know like gets up and walks away and you don't see their face and there's like no exchange of words and that's like one of those things where like when he steps out of the bar at like 2 a.m or whatever you can like almost like smell what that air smells like in that kind of like harbor town Mm -hmm. i really like that and then that's the last thing i liked i think it's just a straight line downhill from there. I'm like, damn, that was really well done. Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> so, yeah, that is how I feel about this episode <laughs> that no one likes but me. Um, does anyone have any closing statements? In conclusion. In conclusion. No. Uh, um, Cowboy Bebop is a land don't of Don't name your kid Tongku. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, Meg, uh, do you want to give us our, oh wait, Plugs. hold on. Let me pull up the episodes. We'll be watching it. I usually, oh uh, yeah. You guys see all that clicking? I cheated and I looked ahead and it says boogie woogie feng shui. Boogie woogie feng shui. <laughs> boogie woogie feng shui. Uh, brain scratch? brain scratch, which is my least favorite Ew. episode of the whole show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. It's going to get weird. Uh, Something to look for really. To. Oh wait, no! It's Woogie Woogie Funk Shui and Cowboy Funk, which is a really fun episode. Cowboy it's Funk is Boogie next, Woogie right? Funk Shui, wait. which is a jet Boogie episode. Woogie's next. And then Cowboy Funk, which uh-huh. is a really—if you guys want to watch Spike <laughs> fight an actual cowboy. Oh yeah, yeah a the guy, guy with, with a horse, horse and everything shows up. shows up. Cool. And, and then, then it's, it's brain, brain scratch and hard luck woman. Okay. Gotcha. So, okay. I was I can't believe I skipped the one with the actual so yeah, cowboy. Boogie, Woogie, Feng Shui and Cowboy Funk. So one kind of backstory heavy episode, and then one that's just fun. After that, we have an episode mm-hmm. I hate and an, a very Ed centric episode, and then we're at the end of the show. Yeah. So we'll just have the real folks blues part one oh, too. Wow. So we only have three more episodes left. Mm-hmm. Is there any build up to the, the the last two parter, or is it just like uh, jump into hard it? Luck, hard luck, woman kind of leads into it. Oh, yeah, okay. you can feel it coming, and it's sad. Oh no, I don't want to be sad uh, from this anymore. I don't think anything sad <laughs> happens until we get to Hard Luck Woman. So we're going to get to record two episodes in a row where nothing sad happens. Yeah. Man, I just, I feel it coming though already. Like, I know we've only got three sessions, I guess, of recording left. And man, I know it's it's getting heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feeling all them attachments. But, okay, on that note, uh, plug, (laughs) all them shameless plugs. Um, We have an email we would love for you guys to just say hi, tell us what your favorite episode has been so far, if I've gotten anything else wrong. I liked Um, it. (laughs) Did the Columbia not explode and we're just talking (laughs) about nonsense? Let us know. Our email is myownworstanime at gmail.com Sorry, Cody, what were you saying? I was going to be like, I like like the one where they talked. I don't know. (laughs) Go on. Okay. Um, Non-jokes are my favorites. Uh, We're also on Instagram and Twitter under M-O-W-A podcast. You can also send us 
um, a line there. We post really dumb, irrelevant things like a watercolor painting of a Pipu can. AKA amazing. It was very oh, good. Shucks. Yeah. I, I thought that it was and, uh, like pulled from Google, but it was not. Aw. OG. Yep. And also uh, gifts that I spend way too much time procrastinating <laughs> and doing instead also, of come over there and validate Meg's gift making by giving it a like. Please do. Click tell the heart. I, tell me I'm funny. You just, <laughs> do it. Double tap. I love you forever. Um, and I guess until next. Oh, and then please, of course, wherever you're listening to this, give us um, a yes, review and please. subscribe. That helps We're- us tremendously. Um, it's so much fun and it's so encouraging to see that we have new people listening every single episode. It seriously, we just are welled up with tears and gratitude um, in our hearts. Yeah, it, um, if, it's yeah, incredible. Please review us on iTunes. We're we've really taken off um, on regular podcast catchers and Spotify, especially. But we're having a hard time breaking into that very crowded iTunes market. So if you could give us a a, a review, uh, hopefully five stars. But you know, honestly, whatever you feel like, uh, that would help us tremendously. Yeah, they make it weirdly difficult on you. Do we know how many we have now? I think it's just seven. Seven, eight, something like that. If we get to, let me think, 20 before we finish the, uh, before we finish Cowboy Bebop, I will get a Cowboy Bebop tattoo. Oh my God. That's a a very low price to get a, for me to get a tattoo. So, wow. I'm going to post what it is. No, I will pick, I will pick what it is. It's going to be. You would have a very large (laughs) Pipu can on your back. I'm going to get an Ed tattoo for you. Can you please get um, Ben Affleck's Phoenix? <laughs> Back but it's, yeah, the Phoenix, but it's the Bebop, but still with like all the flames and shit. Yeah, the no. three on moon. If we, get oh to, if we get to 50, which I know is literally impossible, yeah, I will let you guys pick it. I'm terrified <laughs> okay. even saying that. I know, I know that's not that. <laughs> You're going to regret that. I have this recorded like three separate times, so you cannot deny it. We all heard you. <laughs> I did say it by the end of the Cowboy so Bebop. So three episodes. Yep. For the record. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> so everyone, get your family yeah, to seriously. subscribe. Yeah, I mean, share share with people. Uh, get them to review if you want to see this tattoo of mine. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, now it's we have a goal. It's going to be glorious. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> make it happen. Well. How yeah. many uh, Gmails can note. I make on <laughs> iTunes? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Meg, go ahead. Oh, jeez. <laughs> See you, Space Cowboy. Oh, my it's God. It's going to be a vicious tattoo. It's going to be yes. a uh, Can it actually be like, it looks like you've been like slashed across the chest, and then in the room is vicious in the face? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs>